Good morning. It's good to see everyone here this morning. I hope I have something to say that would benefit you in some way. Jerrica always gives me a hard time because I either talk about sports or I talk about driving the bus. Well, this morning I'm going to talk about driving the bus a little bit, so you may uh, know more than what you want to after the end of this sermon, but hopefully you get something out of it. Um, what, I'm t- what I'm going to talk about today is, has a large part to do with my job. A lot of you know I train bus drivers. I uh, teach people how to drive buses. And um, there's some things that go into that that I think we can learn from that could go hand in hand with some things we hear in Scripture. Um, I don't know how many of you remember the date, September 16, 2015. I remember that very well. Um, We were all getting back from our routes. All of a sudden, we got a call in that something had happened in Houston. A bus had gotten pushed over an overpass and was fell off the overpass and onto the street below. Uh, The bus driver was in critical condition. Kids were rushed to the hospital. Um, And if you don't remember, that was what the bus looked like when the emergency response team got there. They emailed me this picture. They emailed me the accident report. They told me they wanted me to go over some things that could have been different in that situation. My job is to prevent that from happening as much as possible. As much as possible, my job is to prevent something like that from happening. Sometimes there's just not a way to prevent it. I tell drivers all the time, you know, you can't control what other people do. You can just control what you do. But when it comes to my job, when people hear that they were trained by me, what I want them to know is that bus driver is one of the most prepared, one of the best drivers out there. I take my job very seriously. People sometimes will say, you're totally different when you're at work than when you're uh, not at work. Because I've met some of my drivers before. We went out to eat and they go, man, you're totally different. Well, I'm not having to worry about kids that are on your bus today right this second. I have the tendency to ruffle some feathers at work because if it's not the safest way to do it, I'm not going to let you do it that way. Because I don't want this to happen. I don't know if y'all remember the story that happened out in Nashville. This was actually from our company. Where a guy decided to run through somebody's yard, run into a house. We wear a pin at work for that that has the number six on it because six children died that day. I don't ever want that on my mind. So this is what I train to prevent. And one of the ways we do that is through reference points. Reference points are very important. If you've driven any kind of heavy machinery, you probably know about reference points. Reference points help us make sure we're doing the right thing while we're out there driving. And I believe there are some reference points we can follow in our Christian life that will help keep us on the narrow road that's talked about in Matthew 7. You know, as a bus driver, I like the big, broad highway. I like plenty of room to maneuver and get out of the way. When you put me on a backcountry road, I get a little bit more nervous. But there's some things that we can do, some things that we can know in order to stay on those narrow roads, both as bus drivers and both as Christians. But first, we've got to get some definitions down. What is a reference point? You know, we, maybe you haven't heard that term before. If you drive, you use reference points. You may not know it, but you do. If you're a good driver, let's put it that way. If you're like me when you were a teenager, you probably weren't using them. But reference points... Is a basis or standard for evaluation, assessment, or comparison. 
As it comes to driving a car, reference points are visual guides which help you judge the distance when parking or turning. From your viewpoint in the driver's seat, reference points help you see the exact location of the wheels, both front and back bumpers, and also the side of the car when parking or turning. We know where our car is when we're turning. We know where our car is when we're parking. We're trained to look for those things. We may not have been told, hey, that's a reference point. But that's exactly what it is. It's a place on your vehicle so you know exactly where that vehicle's at on the road. It's a standard. There is a standard on the roads. Roads are a standard width for most, most roads. Those backcountry roads sometimes are not that standard width. But there's a standard of some point you're trying to get to. And when those reference points are used properly, we can parallel park a car. Or as my trainees do, we parallel park buses. It may be foreign to you, but I can parallel park a bus better than I can parallel park a car. Why is that? Because I know the reference points better. I teach the reference points every day on that. I can't tell you the last time I parallel parked a car, but I parallel parked a bus every day last week. Practice on those reference, practice and using those reference points to make those po- that possible. People tell me all the time when they come to learn to drive a bus, I can't parallel park a bus. I can't even parallel park my car. And when I give them the reference points, they do it the very first time. They're like, wow, that was easy. When you know where you're at, things become easier. You're not likely to get off track. What happens when we don't use them, though? That's not a very good parallel parking job. I'll tell you right now, that'll fail at DPS. Okay? So will that one. But what, what really bothers me is this one right here. That was on a bus we had in McKinney. A guy decided he was in a cul-de-sac. He needed to back up. And he was paying attention to the car in front of him and didn't even realize where his back end was at. Luckily, there were no kids on board. Nobody got hurt. But when you don't know where you're at, this is the kind of things that could happen. Or this one. Everybody that's ever driven a bus has driven over a curb. Don't let anybody fool you. If you, if you haven't hit a curb in a bus, I want you to come talk to me if you've ever driven one. Because I want to know how you did it. But this guy went above and beyond. Not only did he go over the curb, he got stuck high center, which means he really went over the curb. And when we don't use those points to know where we're at, this is the kind of things that could happen. And we don't want this to happen when we're driving, and we don't want this to happen while we're walking down that narrow road. We don't want to be hanging off the road like that. We don't want to be not knowing where we're at. So how do you set reference points? Well... When I'm doing it for a bus, it all depends on the individual. How tall they are, how high they sit in the seat, where their mirrors need to be adjusted. It kind of varies from person to person. The reference points are still the same, but how they view them is a little bit different. The main reference point in our buses is the rear wheel, front wheel, and then both bumpers. If you can see all that from where you're sitting, you can see all your reference points. But it kind of varies on how much of it they can see depending on where they're sitting. But I want to tell you as a Christian, we have a set reference point for everyone. It's all the same. It's not going to be different for me and different for you like it would be if we were driving. But the number one thing is we have to have a standard. You know, that, that parallel parking job with that bus that my trainee did, that was beautiful. But if there was no standard, I couldn't teach it. Because if they were able to change the width of it and the length of it however they saw fit, the reference points wouldn't work. 
It wouldn't be, okay, when your rear wheel gets here, you're going to lock it to the right, and then when your front wheel gets here, you're going to lock it back to the left, and you'll swing it right in. Okay. That wouldn't be impossible because they could change it to wherever they wanted. There has to be some, quarter, some, some sort of standard. Just like in setting our Christian reference points, there has to be a standard. There has to be a standard of where we need to be. And I want you to think about in Corinthians 11, verse 1. When Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. That's the standard. Christ is the standard. When you're looking at your reference points, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at Christ. You know what's funny? Whenever I get multiple trainees on the same bus, and sometimes that happens, you can see the competition come out in folks. Like, hey, I did that better. Or, hey, I did that better. But And that's good. I, I encourage that. I want them to be competitive about it. Because the competitive, more competitive they get, the better they get. But when you're walking with Christ, you don't want to be comparing yourself to other people. You want to be comparing yourself to the standard. And where are you as according to where that standard is? Am I off to the left? Am I off to the right? Or am I dead center in that lane? So Christ is our standard. We don't need to be imitating others. Paul says, imitate me, but he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, whenever I'm teaching people how to do these maneuvers, it's a lot easier if I can get in there and show them. Show them exactly, okay, you're going to turn the wheel exactly this much, or you're going to turn it exactly that much. We have somebody showing us the way. All we got to do is look for the points and make sure we're in line. Number two, you have to be able to see the reference points. You know, I can tell you where the reference points are on a bus, but if you can't see them from the driver's seat, they're going to do you no good. That's when we put them through what we call the mirror grid. We adjust their mirrors so they can see all the reference points. Well, what's our mirror? When we say we want to imitate Christ, well, how do we know we're imitating Christ? Look at 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine or reproof or for correction for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Word of God your mirrors. That's where you see where you're supposed to be. That's where you see those reference points and if you're lined up correctly. You know, mirrors don't do any good unless you use them. You know, I could set the mirrors on a bus perfectly, but unless I use them, it's not going to help me out at all. I could set my mirrors on a car perfectly, and if I don't use them, it doesn't help. God has given us a perfect mirror to show us what Christ was like and how we should live. But if we don't use it, it does us no good. If we don't use it, it does us no good. When we read the scriptures, are we trying to find out where we're fitting on on that road? Are we drifting to one side or the other? You know, I kind of joke with my trainees sometimes. I tell them, I'd rather you drift to the right than to the left. But here, we don't want to be drifting at all. We want to be dead center. Number three, you have to check your reference points often. You can't just be doing it once every now and then. Whenever I'm making a right-hand turn, I use all the reference points. I'm telling you right now. When I'm making a left-hand turn, eh, sometimes a little slide. That's not good. I'll tell you guys, a bus driver, that's not good. You need to use them all the time. But 
I'm telling you, right-hand turns are more critical sometimes than left-hand turns, so I'm really observant. Sometimes we get that way in our Christian life. Sometimes we know something really trips us up, and then we get really observant, and then all of a sudden we kind of get into a lull where we're not checking as often, where we're not seeing where we are on that road as often. In 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified. Examine yourselves. Find out if you're in the faith. I do things whenever I go out with veteran drivers, I do a thing called an eval. That's where I eval all their skills. And the biggest thing that I find that I have to write down for them to improve on is checking those reference points, examining where they are. I mean, I work with a great group of people, but that's the one thing that always seems to catch them up for some reason. Because they get distracted by this or by that. We had an accident where um, we had two buses that were on a field trip. And they were coming back. And we have a rule about how far we're supposed to follow another bus. But they were in a hurry to get back because they were running late to get back to the schools before school would release. So they were right on one, each, one, one another going 45 down a downtown road there in Keller. Well, when one of them all of a sudden had to stop because somebody pulled out in front of them, we put 62 kids' lives in danger because we were in a hurry and we weren't checking our points. Don't put your soul in danger because you're not checking your points. See where you are on that road. Make sure you're staying on that road. Make sure you're not drifting because if it's narrow, you don't have the room to drift. Check daily. Check hourly. You know how often a good school bus driver checks their mirrors? Or a good driver in period? They recommend this for cars as well. Every five to eight seconds. Every five to eight seconds you should be looking in that mirror to see where you're at. That's not even a quarter of a minute. Every five to eight seconds when you're driving a vehicle, you need to be looking to where you're at. But yet we'll go a whole lifetime without checking where we're at spiritually. But we won't go five to eight seconds without checking where we're at in our vehicles. Why? Because we don't want to hurt ourselves or hurt somebody else. Well, if you're not checking where you are spiritually, it's going to hurt a lot more in the end. You know, why is it important that we check this often? Why is it important that we check where we're at on this road often? I'm going to tell another story. I don't want you to think all bus drivers just have accidents, but these are just examples. Um, There was a lady. She was driving a bus in Minnesota, I believe it was, Minneapolis. And uh, she was driving down the highway and she had some kids that were misbehaving so she was looking up in her passenger mirror talking to the students number one no no and she didn't notice her bus was getting off edge she didn't notice she was drifting to the right well she got onto the soft shoulder and she still didn't notice she was really getting onto these kids and the next thing she knew she was in a creek with soft foot of water How easy would it have been for her to notice whenever she was on that shoulder and just get back on the road? 
It's easier to get back on the road whenever you know you're off. Whenever you're checking that so often, it's easier to get back on than when you're already in the ditch. Because then you got to call tow trucks, you got to call all sorts of things to get you to get yourself out of it. It's not impossible to get out of it, but it's easier to correct yourself when you notice yourself getting off early. When you notice yourself getting off path early. So when we set our reference points, we need to make sure we're setting the right ones. We don't need to be putting my opinions. You know, my opinions on driving a safe bus when there's a standard really have no room. I take my opinion out and I teach what we have to teach. Because in my opinion, having to parallel park a bus to get a DPS license is ridiculous. You're never going to do it. But they say you have to. So I have to teach it. Don't put your own thank so's into it. Follow that standard we have. Set the reference points. Know when you're drifting off course. Correct it. See, the biggest mistake most new drivers make, this includes CDL drivers getting their license or people getting their license for the first time, is when they start getting off the road, they panic. And they just turn that wheel as hard as they can. Don't panic. It's going to happen. There's going to be times where you mess up. There's going to be times where you're getting off the road. I've been driving a bus for almost eight years now. And there's times where I'm kind of off-center, where I need to get back. It happens. Just know that that time is going to happen and be looking out for it. That way you can get back on center line. So to close this morning... I'm going to tell you one more story. We had a lady that was driving a bus. And um, she was getting kind of off center. And she did the exact right thing. I don't want you to tell all all bus stories where people did the exactly wrong thing. But anyway, she did the right thing. She slowed down. She scooted back over and continued on route. Well, I got a report that we had a bus driver driving off fanatically. So I had to go pull the tapes and find out exactly what happened. And you know what? It was her fault that she got off center. I'm not going to tell you it wasn't her fault that she, had, that she got off. But the way she handled the correction was beautiful. And I called that parent back and go, yeah, she shouldn't have gotten off the road that way, but the way she handled it was exactly the way she's supposed to handle it. And he just kind of looked at, he kind of looked at me kind of funny because he actually came in and he goes, are you sure? I go... Well, she got back on the road. Nobody was hit. Nobody was injured. And she got on to school safely. I, I, I think I count that as a success. And he kind of looked at me and goes, yeah, I think you're right. So whenever you can correct and get back on the road, that's success. When it's not success is when you go off in the ditch because you're too blind to the fact that you're getting off the road. So as I, this morning, I would like to plead with you to stay on that road to get your reference points down get your life in with the standard make sure you're not drifting to the left or to the right make sure you're not going to have an accident on the Christian walk on the Christian road but if it does happen be prepared to take the corrective action that's needed
Be prepared to get back into the standard. No matter how painful or how much work it might take, get back with the standard. Don't be drifting on the road. Because we don't want to have anybody lose their soul. Just like I don't want anybody to lose their life on one of my buses. I don't want anybody to lose their soul because they didn't know where they were on the road. So maybe you've gotten off that road. Maybe you haven't even gotten on that road. Or maybe you're sliding and you're kind of not catching traction. There are people here that are willing to help you. God's willing to help you. You know, we do a thing that's called team driving. And what that is, is we bring a a team of drivers in. And anytime there's a situation, we'll ask them, okay, well, what would you have done to avoid this situation? How would you have done this? Or how would you have done that? And then we'll print it all up in a little letter and we'll give it to all of our drivers. You have people here that have been through certain circumstances that can help you through that. can tell you ways they got through it. To help you through whatever taking you off the road. Use it. They have experience in those things. But just remember, the standard is Jesus. There's nobody that's here. Get in that standard and stay there. And in the end, you will hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. If we can help you, won't you come as we stand and sing?